Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Jesus had been praying all night, and he comes down the mountain, and he chooses his disciples, and he begins to teach them. And then he says, I say to you that, listen, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not even give up your coat, but also your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to to receive as much again. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be the children of the Most High. For He is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. I first want to say that um, my wife Sandy and I were so grateful to uh, Rhodes and Krista. Uh, We've come to know them. We've been here in Salisbury now uh, for about 12 years. And uh, when I think about it, uh, it's because of our sons in a way that we're here today. Our, Our sons, Luke and Sam, uh, they have become friends with many of your children, and, and you, some of those parents, uh, have become our friends. So it's because of Luke and Sam. Uh, thank you so much, Rob, and to Ricky, and to this beautiful choir. We've been listening uh, for several months now, and uh, again, it's good to be here. There's a window up there that... Um, one night when I was driving along, it was a Saturday night, and I, I used to preach at a church in Stanley County, and I, I was really feeling lonely, and I, I looked up, and that Jesus praying in Gethsemane, he was, he was lit up, and I, I'd never noticed it before. I was in my car, I was driving down, and, and I looked up, and I let Rhodes know that uh, that picture meant so much to me, and then he said, um, well, I guess I'll have to stop nagging the custodian about wasting electricity (laughs) on the light on the window. And now we have an actual photograph of that, that window in our home. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, uh, dear Holy Spirit, dear God, uh, we all have wonderings in our hearts and we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would meet us where we are so that the words that we might hear, your message, would really free us up and change us so that we can change the world along with you. 
Amen. Let me take you on a, on a mission trip. Uh, the youth of the church have been looking forward to this trip. It's one of the highlights of the entire church, really, when you have a youth mission trip and, and you start having the fundraisers throughout the year. You'll have the spaghetti supper. You'll have the, the car wash. You'll have the rent out the youth so that uh, he or she can come to your home and work in the yard or clean up one of those rooms. And uh, it's a big deal. It's all all year long. And, and finally the day comes and, and the youth are still back home and making the checklist. Uh, again, uh, you've got your cell phone, right? And, and you've got a little extra money, right? And you've got an extra day's clothing, right? And uh, everything checks out. You go to the church, you get up on the bus, and, and you take off. You're going out of state. You're going to work on uh, some people's homes and uh, Again, it's going to be a great time, and, and you finally get there, and you get off the bus, and you lined up, and you've got this super cool youth leader who is standing there. You're ready for instructions, and the, the youth leader has a bag, and, and she says, okay, everybody, cell phones. And the youth are aghast. This is impossible. Oh, no, you can't do this to us. Uh, Again, the youth leader says, your parents know all about this. If they need to call you, they'll call me first. It'll all work out. This is going to be a great week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that week, they start to work with the family, and again, they go to the house, and one of the houses is, is a cut-off trailer on one side. It was just stuck on the side of the house. There was no flooring in this trailer, and through the years, they've been putting plywood boards on the floor. Each time they rot, they just put up more boards. They're about that thick of boards. And again, as they're going to put a new floor down there, they're pulling up the plywood and they're cutting it. And all of a sudden, one of the youth shriek. There's a dead snake between one of the boards. It's been there for who knows how long. The family is amazing. They're so grateful. They keep asking the youth, is there anything we can get for you? And after a hard day, you go back home and you have supper and uh, you get in your small group and you get around the circle and you talk and you say, wow, it's really awesome to be here. You talk about why Jesus has brought you here. You talk about how much you have and yet in a way how much you don't have. And at the end of the week, it's the last day, and you go with your youth group and your, your youth leaders, and you go up to a mountain. You, you go up a mountain, and you come to the top, and it's beautiful. And, and again, you look out, and, and there are trees as far as they're so green. It's so beautiful. And, and one of you says, look, look at that bird. My goodness, is that an eagle? And then somebody looks down and says, wow, look at that river. It just curves around. It's so beautiful, and, and it's, it's a holy place. You get in a circle, and there's a, a Christ candle that's lit in the middle, and everybody comes up to light their candle, and you, you sing, and you pray, and you walk back down the mountain, and you get back on the bus, and you're so tired, you just never realized how tired you are, and you sleep all the way home. And you get off the bus, and you get your luggage, you get your cell phone back, and you go home. Life goes on, doesn't it? Life happens, though, and 
sooner or later, life gets complicated. But it's remembering that mountaintop. That's important for us to do from time to time. We need to remember the mountain. Today, our brother read the story of Genesis, uh, this about Joseph. This is a complicated story. This is complicated. Somebody once said that uh, they had always wondered about where the idea for soap operas came from. And uh, again, they said, just read the Bible. Oh, yeah. And just read about Joseph. Joseph was the youngest of 11 sons. Isn't that amazing? And, and Joseph is, is particularly uh, favored by his father, Jacob. And Jacob even gives Joseph, the youngest, uh, a beautiful coat. And in the years since, we call it the coat of many colors. And Joseph's older brothers were furious. They were furious to the point of death, and they connived the scene where they would go out into the field. They actually took Joseph, they threw him in a pit. It wasn't long after the travelers came, and they picked him up and sold him into slavery. And all the ups and downs, all the intrigue, and finally Joseph becomes prime minister prime minister of the greatest, most powerful country in the world. You see, Egypt uh, has all this grain, and, and again, Joseph is in charge, and his brothers and family and, and Canaan, they're starving, so they come to Egypt, this foreign land. And of all things, the brothers appear before Joseph, and they haven't seen him forever. As, as far as they know, he's dead, and, and he sees his brothers, and he he has to leave. He starts to cry. And there's one thing and another. And then finally, what we heard today, Joseph tells his brothers that he is alive. And he says the most powerful, some of the most powerful words in all the Bible, as he's looking back on all this, as he's been thinking about all of this, he says, you know, what you did to me, you meant it for evil. But God did it for good. We need to remember the, the mountaintop. Sometimes we need to go back there. We need to be quiet. We need to be with the Lord. But we need to remember this too, that sometimes our brothers, our families at work, wherever it might be, hurting people hurt people. Hurting people hurt people. It doesn't excuse it, but in a way, when we start to hear the story, we start to understand and we soften up a little bit, and maybe there's room to seek to understand more. Life gets complicated, and that's why we need Jesus. In today's gospel, uh, again, Jesus comes down through a mountain. He needed to be there with God. He comes down. He starts to teach his disciples. And uh, again, he starts to say these amazing words. Amazing because they're impossible. Love your enemies. Now, this is not love like a family member say love or a spouse love or a child love. This is a love that, that says, I can wish and hope for goodness in another person's life. Turn the other cheek, well, maybe not so for our little ones, our vulnerable adults, but for those of us who can, it is our calling 
to turn, to wonder, to not strike out. It's not about revenge. To loan out, to give, really, without expecting anything in return. If you can't do that, you're just like everybody else. And we look at the world today, we read the news, we hear the news, and and we realize the stakes are too high for us just to be like everybody else. We say, though, don't ask me to turn the other cheek. Don't ask me to loan out cash and not get it back. Don't ask me to love or to wish goodwill for my enemies. I will never forget. And yet the scripture today says, even when you did such things, the Lord was kind and merciful and forgiving to you. So the mountaintop, the the realization that hurting people hurt people, uh, to realize it's not all their problem, it's sometimes me and it's thankfully always God. When I ask you a question, you might refer to it on the front of your bulletin. It's a, it's a picture of Sisyphus. Sisyphus is in Greek stories, and Sisyphus has, Sisyphus has been a, a conniving man. He's been clever. He has cheated others out of what was due them. And finally, he's caught, and the verdict is, you will push up this huge boulder representing all that you've done wrong in your life, and you will push that boulder up to the top of the mountain only to fall back down again and start all over again. And this is not only a verdict for your life, this is a verdict for eternity. Some people have looked at this story and said, this is, this is about the meaninglessness of life. This is about when life gets complicated and we start to take the burden and the rock gets to be heavy and the rock becomes a boulder and we're pushing it up the mountain and we just sometimes wonder, what's the point? What's the point? And the good news today is that Jesus meets us when we're pushing up the boulder. Jesus says to us, I want to help you with that boulder. I'm going to help you push it up and And again, I I want to talk to you a little bit, though. Don't you remember the time that you cut that person off? And don't you remember the time you lashed out? And don't you remember the time you were working so hard for that promotion that you just pushed everybody back into the train wreck? Don't you know that through that all, God was merciful to you? And so they get to the top of the mountain, and again, Sisyphus, you, me, all of us together, we're we're pushing the boulder up, and Jesus has got his hands on it too, and we get to the top, and Jesus says, I want you to push it over the cliff. And for the first time in a long time, we, we stand up, and we look out, and wow, look at all the trees, I never seen so much green in all my life and is that bird there is, is, is that an eagle and, and we look down and there's a river and it's it's curving around and it's and we're standing up and we're breathing for the first time in a long time and 
Jesus says to us, um, sometimes, please remember, you need to go up the mountain and you'll know when that time comes. And then Jesus says these words to us today. Whenever you find yourself, you're wondering about life, you're wondering what's the point. I will meet you there and we together will push the boulder off and you will stand up again and breathe the air. And every single time you come here, I will be here. Every single time. Amen. Lord Jesus, life gets complicated, but it sure is great to know that you're always on the mountain, but you're always down low too. Lord Jesus, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for setting us free. Amen.